for this. What is nothing? Now that's deep. What in the fuck are we doing here? What is something? That's deep, bro. Hey, hey. Welcome to That's Deep, bro. I am your host, Christina Pajitsky. Thank you for downloading this episode. (laughs) Wow. What a crazy week it's been. If you're like me, uh, this has been something you can't stop thinking about. I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. And we got to talk about it, bros. I think we got to process some of of the craziness that's happening in our world. Uh, But before that... I wanted to remind you that I will be at the DC Improv December 9th and 10th. Go to 1000ranch.com to get tickets. Also, the holidays are fast approaching and you know you got to do your shopping. Why not do it on Amazon? Don't even... Why are you going to the mall? I mean, look, at least me, I hate shopping. I, I, I don't like to leave the house unless it's absolutely necessary and traveling with gifts is a nightmare. Think about it. You're going to get on that plane. You're going to you're going to have those gifts on your carry-on and then TSA is going to go through them and unwrap them. Best believe they do that. Uh, so just send them in advance for wh- wherever you're traveling and it'll make your life so much easier. But please use my banner. Go to that steepbropodcast.com, click on the banner at the bottom of every post. And do your shopping as you normally would. It just kicks back some change to the show. And I appreciate that very much. Let's get into it. Let's party. I think I speak for most of America when I say, what the fuck happened? 
so bananas, bros. The world is changing. Stuff is happening. How did we get here? I think it's complicated. But, um, well, listen, I'm going to go through a little bit of it, and uh, we're going to sort through it. I got to, you know, look. I'm not a political comedian. I uh, I don't understand everything. You know, I try to wrap my head around stuff as best I can. Uh, but I got emails from you guys asking, you know, uh, to talk about this. Because, I, you know, quite honestly, this show is really just a stream of consciousness for me and, and what I'm going through. And uh, I don't know about you, but I can't stop thinking about this. So I'm going to read an email I got from Jessica. And here we go. She writes, uh, the point of this email was to suggest perhaps you do a podcast, a post-election podcast about how we are going to live in a Trump-run America. I've been following this election very closely with a knot in the pit of my stomach when thinking about Donald Trump becoming our president. It seemed incomprehensible, but here we are, and I am in utter shock. I am nauseous and cannot stop crying. What are we going to do for the next four years? I look forward to hearing your thoughts, she writes. Uh, Jessica, I think that email sums up how a lot of us are feeling right now. Um, how are we going to go forward? Because listen, I've been watching CNN compulsively for the last week. Because t- Well, today is Sunday as I record this. Um, so it's been almost a week and I've been listening to Fox News, listening to CNN, NPR, you name it, just trying to piece together what happened. I don't know. And I can't, uh, I'm not a, whatever, a, a, uh, I'm not a social analyst, a political analyst. So how we got here, I, I have a few theories. I think the, the Michael Moore theory is pretty interesting that there's a lot of working class people who felt very neglected in the last, you know, eight years, maybe longer, I think the global economy has affected those people in a way that might be might be irreparable, uh, irreparable, irreparable. I, I don't know if you can turn back the 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 clock on um, the global economy and how you know. Look, NAFTA took away a lot of uh, a lot of the automobile industry, and Trump says he's going to replace that. That would be great. Um, so there's that. There's the economic. There's a, you know, hey, Hillary wasn't everybody's first choice as for the Democrats. We all know that. I think Bernie was by far more popular. There's that. Um, and you know what? Let's keep it real. There, there's stuff that Trump wants that, yeah, okay, yeah, I get it. There's stuff that that makes sense for both, everybody, right? Who wants a radical Islam ruining our country? Nobody. Of course we don't want that. Um, who wants the economy to get amazing? Raise your hand. Of course, everybody likes that. So I think um, I think the the worry that you're talking about, and the worry that a lot of people are talking about, who are currently riding in the streets and have been for the last five days, as I record this. So I don't know what's going to transpire as of Tuesday when this drops, but I think the fear and and really justifiably so the fear is that the rhetoric that got him elected was hateful racist uh misogynist and terrifying and i'm not and i know a lot of the right is like oh, you guys are uh, paraphrasing you're not no 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 i'm a 
I watched Donald Trump speak. I, like Jessica, woke up every morning. I don't know if you said in the morning, but I would wake up, I would turn on the news, and I would watch, like I said, Fox and CNN, and I would watch his speeches. I would watch and listen because I thought, surely, maybe there's something I'm not seeing. Maybe, you know, a, can- a candidate can't be all evil. Most people are not all evil. And, you know, what's the allure? What am I, what am I missing? Because, you know, Republicans in the past haven't been all evil. There's, there, there's been some, uh, some people that I've liked, John McCain being one of them. He was pretty cool. But I think the part that scared me in watching Donald Trump was the, the hateful stuff about uh, building a wall and the Mexicans are rapists and, <laughs> and, you know, everyone's a drug dealer and we're going to round up and deport illegal immigrants, which, okay, how are you going to do that? Are we going to do squads? Are we going to go door to door and ferret out these illegals? Uh, which, and, and the grabbing them by the pussy stuff as a woman, not, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I, I don't, I can't overlook those things in, in a candidate personally. That's just, you know, Hey, that's just me. I don't vote for the, uh, the outright misogynist, racist, uh, bigot. And I I know a lot of uh, people on the right are going, yeah, well, he just said that stuff to get elected and you guys are overreacting. And and it's kind of scary because that is exactly what's happening now. It's being normalized, the hateful stuff. You've heard stories of Muslims being attacked and people saying that they're you're know, saying hateful shit to people because this is Trump America now, bitch. <laughs> And I think that's the stuff that scares most of us is the racist, misogynist, uh, anti-Muslim scary stuff. Because, hey, guys, this is not uh, new in our history. This is not new in the span of human existence, okay? This is, this comes, and and I know people are like, you go overreacting. Really? Because this is like textbook textbook pre-World War II ramp up. You know what I'm saying? The disenfranchised, the the poor, uh, the poor people who feel left out, scapegoating whatever race that's bothering them at the moment. And you have this larger than life figure who we all are really familiar with because this guy's been in our living rooms for years, years. We all know him. And here's this larger than life man and uh, he's successful and he's got a, a model wife or three, and you know he's promising what those people who feel left out want, which is well protection. We're going to protect you from the evil. We're going to protect you from terrorism. Money. I'm going to give you guys money and sex. I'm going to give you sex because I grab them by their pussies. And to people who are who feel powerless, maybe that's a really not maybe that is a really cool message like yeah i I want pussy i want i like money (laughs) to quote idiocracy i'm sorry the documentary that um that our country has become uh yeah i like money i like protection i like pussy and those are three wonderful things i'm not saying that those are bad things to want but trump said you know hey you, you want all this well we gotta kill mommy and who's mommy? Oh, that nasty, crooked Hillary. Oh, Hillary's me. I'm not saying Hillary's perfect. She ain't perfect. Hillary got a past. 
she was not an ideal candidate, but she's what we were working with. But, um, but yeah, if you want all the goodies, you have to kill mommy. And that's what we did. We killed our mommy. We killed our mommy. And now we're in a, a Trump uh, world. And what do we do? What do we do? Um, well, here, here's, here's the reality. Okay. It fucking happened. And, um, it happened and we're all, I'm out. We're all bummed. I was bummed. I was, I was very upset. I cried during Hillary's concession speech. She was very emotional for me. And you know, all that other stuff aside, this is just a feeling thing. I'm just saying that when I initially heard that it was Trump over Hillary, I actually thought, wow, does, does this mean that half of America hates women and does that mean that they hate me? And I think that's a feeling that a lot of us get who are, you know, trans, gay, black, Latino, Asian, Muslim, whatever. If you're not in the circle of privilege, um, it's like, wow, they they really hate us, don't they? And and that's really scary. And I think um and I think that's the feeling initially and why so many people are so upset right now. It's the fear of the unknown because we don't know if he's going to act on his words. We don't know. You don't know. And what's even scarier, and I, and I will say this before I get off of this, and this is the one thing that I keep thinking and thinking and that I wanted to get out there because look, I don't, if you voted for Trump, fine. If we voted for Clinton, fine. If you voted for <laughs> Duncan Trussell's bag of tarantulas, excellent. The point is we are in a, a, a different reality now, a different reality. It is a Trump presidency we are about to uh, embark on. So we need to accept what has happened, right? Like the Kubler-Ross stages of grief, there needs to be profound acceptance. Now, but listen, there's a distinction. I'm not saying profound complacency, just acceptance, meaning accept all of this presidency, the good um, maybe he will. Hey, he's he's a businessman. Maybe maybe he will do really cool stuff for the economy. Maybe maybe he will restore um, the working class. I don't know. But do not be lulled into a false sense of complacency, a false sense of security. Do not let the media or anyone manipulate you into thinking that this guy is hunky-dory and that he has your interests in heart. Because, sorry guys, if you already look at the cabinet people that he's looking to bring in, uh, looks like the same old white shit to me, guys. <laughs> Newt Gingrich. <laughs> here's, a, here's a radical, radical change, a departure. So look, I'm just saying vigilance is important here. We must be vigilant. Those of us that don't, that are fearful right now for things like uh, our rights to have the choice of having an abortion, or those of us that are pro-gay marriage, or those of us that are immigrant, for God's sakes, I'm an immigrant. Uh, for those of us who are Muslim, have Muslim friends, whatever the, whatever it is that you feel is, might be impinged upon, be vigilant about protecting. And that means 
voting in between the biggie elections. If you're not registered to vote, for God's sakes, go fucking do it now and vote on everything you can. And yes, take to the streets and let people know that you're not satisfied. And do not allow them to normalize this hatred shit because that's what's happening already. And P.S., this is the same shit that was happening in 1938 in a little place called Germany. This is. The newspapers were telling everybody, it's okay. It's okay. Go back to sleep. Shh. Let's pretend it's November 7th. Shh. Go back to bed. Go back to bed. Go ahead and watch uh, The Voice and forget about it. Lean back in your barca lounger, have your sixer, and eat your fucking hot dogs and go back to sleep, America. But it ain't going to go down like that. And I'll tell you why it ain't going to go down like that. Because this one right here, Pajitsky, the Polak, with Z's and K's and Y's in her last name, you think that my family didn't see some identical shit? That's what's up. My grandmother... My grandmother had uh, my father and his brother right at the tail end of World War II. And my nana, my nana, wonderful. No, she wasn't a wonderful person. She was fucking horrible. My nana was a very hateful, uh, damaged, angry woman who dressed my uncle up like a girl until he was four years old. True story. And would chain my dad and his brother to their um, potties to to toilet train them. That's the kind of monster my grandmother was. So there you go. Uh, I don't have a great family, but the point is my Nana, who was born in the former Serbia, Croatia area, which later became Yugoslavia, which became whatever the fuck. She spoke five languages, Serb, Croat, German, English, Hungarian, German. She spoke it all. She knew it all. She lived in that region during the time of Hitler. Okay. That was my grandmother. And I remember asking her about Hitler And I asked her a very simple question of, did you know what was happening? Did you know that that down the street, they were systematically killing Jews? Did you know that? To which she replied, oh yeah, everybody knew what was happening. Everybody knew. Well, you could smell the burning from the factories down the street. There was a factory down the street from where we lived and you could smell them burning Jews. To which I replied, and you guys did nothing? (laughs) Well, no, everybody knew it, but nobody was doing nothing. So (laughs) the point being that this stuff does get normalized. This is not new. This is not hysterical. I, I, I'm coming. This is somebody who fucking direct family bloodline lived through this, lived through communism. My parents, after the Germans took over, I'm sorry. Yeah. After the Germans came, the Russians and they annexed Eastern Europe. It was called the iron curtain. Look at your fucking history. They built a wall. The Soviets did in Berlin to separate East from West. And it was a fucking nightmare. 5,000 people tried to escape from East Berlin, which was controlled by the Soviets, to go to the West. Um, Hundreds of people died trying to get over the wall. The wall separated families, separated um, uh, ruined people, uh, ruined people's ability to make a living if they lived in the West. But unfortunately, I'm sorry, if they worked in the West and unfortunately lived in the East. So this stuff is not new in human history. And that is why, that is why I am saying remain vigilant. Stay, is it what they say? Woke now, kids? Stay the fuck woke. Don't listen to this nonsense that everything's okay because it fucking ain't. And I'm sorry to tell you this, but the America we live in today is not the same one on November 7th. So 
You got to take responsibility and we must be vigilant. Those of us that are marginalized, I'm, I'm, and I just want you to know as, as, a, as a podcaster, as a comedian, um, all the freaks are welcome here. Okay. All, all my, my gay listeners, my blacks, uh, Muslim, whatever the fuck you are, female, uh, you have five heads. You don't feel like you belong. This is your show. This will always be your show. And, uh, we will remain vigilant against this regime because I, I don't believe that. Um, I don't know. I can't say what will happen. I can't say, but I can tell you that this is, this has been done before. (laughs) And, uh, all you gotta do is look in the history books and this is not new. Um, there you go. I know I had one other thing that I wanted to share with you guys. Remain vigilant. Don't listen to these motherfuckers. Oh yeah. By the way, it's the fifth day of protesting. Um, his regime. And I, I really wish that just, I wish he would just acknowledge like, Hey, Hey guys, don't worry. Where's that tweet? I know he's like thanking all the Republicans for calling him up right now, but no, no tweet of like, Hey guys, don't worry. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do anything crazy guys. Where's that? Just simple. Hey, don't worry about it. I promise to be cool. Let's unify. Like there's no mention of, (laughs) so yeah, that is why, uh, uh, that's why I say that stuff guys. Holy fuck. Oh, the part of this not being new, by the way, this is not new in American history too, not just in Europe. Um, what I thought of immediately when this happened was the Nixon era. If you recall, well, first of all, let's put things in perspective. Uh, number one, humans in the entire world, in the entire span of human history, the last 50 years has been incredible in terms of progress so incredible in terms of technology, the internet, how we make a living, how we communicate. There's the women's movement. There's uh, the transgendered movement. There's gay marriage. There's gays in the military. There are bathrooms now that are for all genders. And yes, I make fun of this crap on your mom's house. I make fun of this crap on stage. But look, man, if you haven't figured it out by now, I'm pro fucking everybody doing their thing. I don't hate anybody. Um, We have had a black president in the last eight years, we have legalized marijuana. And what happens in society, if you look at trends, is that there's quantum leaps forward and then there's a few steps back. And this is not new. This is not um, novel. This is, if you look at the 1960s in America, those there are people protesting Vietnam. There was the sexual revolution. There was uh, civil rights, women's rights, all that stuff happening. And there was what, what was called the silent majority. And that's how Nixon got elected. <clears throat> Excuse me. There was a, a group of Americans who felt that the change was too quick. They didn't want it. They wanted an, an America that was more reflective of the 1950s. And they voted in Nixon. And it was unexpected, I believe, as well. And they call it the silent majority. The people who felt marginalized and who didn't like where society was going. And as we all know, Nixon was an exemplary, wonderful president who did nothing wrong. <laughs> now, some blame Watergate, by the way, for being the beginning of the um, disillusionment that America had with their politicians. So you can thank Nixon for creating the disillusionment. The very, not know if that's the very beginning, but it was definitely a time when Americans went, oh, oh, you mean they don't have our interests at heart? <laughs> and I'm saying that for Democrats, too. I'm not saying Democrats are perfect by any stretch. Hillary ain't perfect. Okay. Nobody is. The The system is, is flawed, but it is what we have. Um, and, um, 
And there you go. So this is not new. I'm not, that is not again to normalize what the fuck is happening right now, but it's just to put things um, in perspective a little bit more and to give you some solace and to give you, because I think that's what this show is. Look, I can sit here and get all upset about this because I have been for like a week now, or I can tell you the truth of what I think is, is the ultimate fucking reality here, which is you can't stop human evolution. There are people that have tried. Nixon, <laughs> maybe Trump. There are people that have tried stopping progress, that want to turn back the clocks, that want to go back to a, quote, better time of human history. But I'll tell you, it doesn't work that way, boo-boos. And human beings will progress, will evolve, no matter what. The gays got married. (laughs) Black people will continue to fight for equal rights. Women too. It's going to fucking happen. And yes, things can happen that will slow down that process for a minute in history or impede it or make it annoying. But you can't stop human progress. That's the one thing we have learned throughout human history, as flawed as we are as creatures on this earth, is that shit's going to happen whether or not you like it. So enjoy this four years of, uh, of I don't know what, but you better believe it that I believe the majority of Americans are good people. We're good fucking people. And I get it. Some people are really mad. A lot of people feel really left out and they're really angry and they saw Donald Trump as a way to change things. And hey, maybe he will. I don't know. But stay vigilant, motherfuckers. You keep an eye on this guy and don't believe the hype for a fucking minute. And I'm talking about people that voted for him too because he's already not keeping promises. Uh, Newt Gingrich said that, oh yeah, the wall, yeah, no, we're not going to build a wall. We're going to, you know, beef up border security, but there's, there's not going to be a wall. So those of you who chanted build a wall to vote for him, uh, I don't know if he's going to fulfill that promise to you. So I don't know. He lied to, to all of us really at the end of the day, Jesus Christ, which is scary, right? God damn it. God damn it. All right. Well, look, four years, Actually, in reality, they say the president, they get three years, and then the last year is spent ramping up for re-election, if he wants to be re-elected. Who knows what he's going to want to do? Poor Melania. Poor Melania. <laughs> she's like, I, every time I see her getting her photographs taken, she's always like a deer in headlights. Like, what? I just want to make nice pictures. <laughs> Please, don't make me talk in front of people. I'm very shy. Like, she's so pretty. And... You know, I I retweeted a picture of her grabbing her pussy naked. Um, (laughs) It's super fun. I think it's crazy that our first lady has like nudie pics now. That's we've we've totally devolved. This is a devolution. This is a this is a temporary fucking stop on our evolution. So enjoy the devolution. Enjoy the decay, the entropy for a little while because I think we're going to see how low shit's going to get. But that is kind of how things go, right? It's always they get lower and lower. There's a breaking point. Things got things got too good for a minute there. <laughs> we had gay people marrying each other. We legalized pot. <laughs> Women were starting to really take to the streets about equal pay. Oh, but then you you need something to rattle that cage. 
Yeah. We need entropy. Because really, that's going to be a catalyst for even more change, hopefully. Dear God. Dear God. All right. Well, I hope that helps. And I hope that helps you get your entire life in a Trump regime. I will... Uh, I don't begrudge anybody who voted for him. I think just whatever. It's fucking done. Guys, right? We're there. We're in it. We're in it now. So we're in it and let's just swim in this tide. And uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to swim upstream for a, a little bit. So buckle up, fuckers. All right, here we go. I got this interesting email from a gentleman who is really into um, that show Ray Donovan right now. And I, I haven't seen Ray Donovan. I've been watching Mr. Robot, which I kind of lifted today's song from um, the last episode of season one, episode finale. It's such a fucking great show. Kind of timely, really interesting how art reflects uh, um, what's going on in society. If you don't know Mr. Robot, it's a show about a hacker who basically wants to take down the world and destroy the credit system. And it's a pretty fucking interesting show and super timely. Um, yeah, so funny. That, the song I played was recorded in the 80s during the Reagan era. I think it was Africa Bombada with um, Johnny Lydon of the Sex Pistols. And it's the same shit, different toilet, man. <laughs> To quote the great Alan Iverson, is it Alan? Same shit, different toilet. Uh, Reagan, Reagan, Reagan. People thought Reagan was crazy. <laughs> Reagan was an actor. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, let's just move on. I, I'm, my head's going to explode if I stay here any longer. So uh, Ray Donovan, yes, this gentleman writes in. He's been watching a show about a guy who, I guess he's he takes what he wants. That's the character. Okay, Ray Donovan often keeps his mouth shut. He's not overreactive. He sizes people up. He thinks and he plots. He approaches life like chess. He's not impulsive. He's calculated. It serves him well on the show, which I acknowledge is not real life. After binge watching the series, I started to think of people as resources. I know that sounds cold. In the Tao Te Ching, Lao Tzu says some bullshit about all rivers leading to the ocean because it lies low. It's a metaphor about humility. In theory, I know I should keep it real and be honest with people, but it's been serving me well lately to swallow my pride, keep my mouth shut, and my feelings to myself instead of arguing with unreasonable people. I've found that pretending to agree with their nonsense has benefited me financially and has ultimately given me more peace of mind. So my question, is it always bad to bottle up your feelings? Is it always wrong to take advantage of shitty people? Am I becoming a sociopath or woke as fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, look. Uh, I think what you're talking about is show business because this is exactly how uh, show business runs. <laughs> Seeing people as um, things to take advantage of, yeah. Uh, I, think what you, I think what we need to delineate here is that there's two lives most people lead, or several actually. There's the public and there's the private, right? Um Private life, I don't think you should see the people you trust and keep in your inner circle as resources. I think that's really damaging. Um, I think that's what keeps people alone. And that is, in fact, sociopathic. If you're seeing people in your private life that way, uh, you may be a sociopath. No, you are. You are. Um, So, yeah, I think there's a delineation. And then in the outside world, look, in my profession... Um, it's a good thing to just say what it, what you think. I think some of the times, as long as the majority agrees with it, um, 
I've, this has been a problem all my life is that I can't, I don't really control, I can't control how I feel about things. Um, husband's often commented that I can't hide disdain for people. Like if we're meeting them and I'm supposed to play nice, I have a, and it's not that it's not that I, you know, I don't mean to be rude. I just, um, I don't know. I, I have a hard time doing the social graces, but I'm learning because I do think there's value in in allowing other people to be who they are and not judging them all the time, especially in the public sphere. Okay, in the private world, in your private world, it's not cool to like. You you, you do keep it real. You keep it truthful. You share your feelings, but out there. You don't really know the people that you're dealing with in business or in life. You just don't know their backgrounds and you're really most of the time projecting your own crap onto them. Like whatever problem you got, you're projecting onto them. So it's actually very smart to be a bit more reserving in your judgment of others and not, you know, calling people out and being, being a douchebag because it's like, it's so counterproductive because like I said, you don't know them. You really don't. And you're likely projecting your own shit. So uh, I think what Lao Tzu means is that if you just fucking keep that shit to yourself, you're going to have a much easier path. <laughs> Simply because you have no right. It's really not practical. Like, what what is that going to help you achieve? Now, should you use people? No. No. I mean, I've seen it done countless times in my business um, and I think that that stuff ultimately comes back to bite you in the ass. People eventually figure you out and, um, you, you're ultimately, I mean, you're ultimately kind of shunned in, in our business. When, when people find out you're a sociopath who just uses everybody, you're not liked. And at the end of the day, like you want to put your head on your pillow at night and be like, all right, I fucking did right by me, you know? But, um, but sometimes, yeah, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up and take the money. <laughs> like, why not? <laughs> Only because it doesn't... I mean, unless it's something super unethical that's happening, I would never ask you to go along with something you felt was really, really wrong. That's crazy. Um, but in little stuff, little cosmetic-y type things, of course. Why, why fight for fucking ever? You got to pick your battles, dude. That's what I've learned in 40 years of living. Just pick your battles. Same in marriage, same in relationships. You don't go for every little fucking thing. And I think part of your question might be, you know, do I have to be a piece of shit to succeed? Because I've often wondered that too. I think a few years ago, I'm like, God, just, do you just have to be a POS to, uh, to make it? And the answer is no. You don't have to be a piece of shit. You don't have to be a sociopath. You don't have to screw everybody over and use people. No, you just have to be... Um, you have to be a little, I guess, self-interested where you go, is this good for me? Does this work with my values? Is this good for me? That's that's what I think the biggest shift is besides like, huh, what's that person doing? Like, forget about them. I'm worrying more about y- you in that regard of business decisions, I'm saying. Um, I think the better to leave, you, you want to leave your emotions out of business crap. I don't know what you do for a fucking living. Anyway, it, don't take advantage of people. It's just not a smart uh, policy. I don't think you should take advantage. It's just bad, bad karma, bad luck. Don't do. Don't fucking do that shit. Um, oh, I got this email. I wanted to answer ages ago, and then the election happened. I wanted to, and it fucking derailed me. Okay, this is from Petey. This is so cute. I love this. Um, 
I love this email. So uh, it's a longer way. He's right. So I'm a 25 year old male and I'm writing to share with you that today I came out to my family at last. Holy shit. Congratulations. I'd been nervous about doing this for years since my parents are quite religious and hold conservative values. Five years, oh, five weeks ago, however, I realized I needed to suck it up and do it after I was offered to do something I'd always dreamed of doing. I can't share what the opportunity was, but very long story short, I missed out on it because I was still in the closet. Okay. But he writes, now that I have that behind me coming, there's more to the story, but I think we don't need to. Now that I have that behind me, I'm suddenly starting to feel immense regret that I didn't do this earlier. If I had been out to my family two years, hell, two months earlier, I wouldn't have missed out on my dream opportunity. And I'm not sure if I will or will not get the chance again. Don't get me wrong. I'm super grateful that this whole situation helped me to come out. And I'm so elated by how well my parents took it. But now my voice in my head is obsessing over how I left something that didn't end up being a big deal stand in the way of my dream. Not to mention, I let it subconsciously affect me for five years between my first realizing I was gay and now. What advice do you have for not dwelling on what could have been and for not having regrets about what I should have done sooner? Yeah, I know. Peter, listen, bro. Listen, listen, bro, 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 bro. Um, I have this too. I think a lot of humans have this where you're like, wait, why didn't I just know everything all the time? Why don't I know everything all the time? Why can't I just, why couldn't I have been this enlightened two months ago, three months ago, two weeks ago. I think that's, um, I mean, I look back on my life and how many dumb decisions I've made because I was uh, still reacting to my mom or, um, yeah, or that situation and how many stupid mistakes I've made in my life. But (laughs) I know there's nothing you can do, bro. You got to keep going forward. And here's the truth of it. And I I do believe this. I don't believe that everything happens for a reason because sometimes things happen for bad reasons. Um, I don't believe that. I do believe in, in a sense of you being ready to accept shit. Like, are you being ready to have things happen to you? Meaning like if you had come out earlier or if you had that taken that job at a certain time that you weren't ready for it, you blow it anyways. You just blow it because you're not ready. There's a reason you came out to your folks when you did because you were strong and whatever. You were in the place emotionally and then you could take that opportunity because you weren't ready to take that opportunity because you hadn't come out yet. Do you know what I mean? Um, will it come around again? Yes. I believe it will. And I believe it will if A, it's yours to truly have and B, you're ready to receive it. I know that sounds super uh, airy-fairy and um, bullshit, but it's kind of true because I found in my life that I've been like, I blew it. This is it. This is the only chance I'm going to have. There's only swing. And then what happens is time goes by and you kind of have to recalibrate where you're at in your brain and in your, you know, your, your place of being. And, and if you're in the right place, and in your, 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 you know what I mean? You're aligned with the shit that you want. If it's for you, it'll come back. It might not be in the exact same form. It might be in an even better form. That's the crazy part. And that's the part uh, I just want to let you know that when you don't get the thing that you want, when you want it, it's usually because something way fucking cooler is about to happen to you and you have no idea about it yet. 
Yeah, I know. It sounds really annoying, but I firmly believe that because it's always happened in my life. Whenever I've been fired or I'm like, dude, I can't believe I fucked that up. I can't believe I bombed that audition or I can't believe this and that happened. Something better replaces it, but it takes time. And listen, you, you came out when you were ready to come out. And that's a huge deal. And I'm really proud of you. Good for you. That's got to be terrifying to tell your parents you're gay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They couldn't even imagine being like, guys, I hope my son is gay. That'd be great. Oh, it'd be so great. All right. Um, let me just see. You guys, uh, It's uh, it's been a traumatic week. I'm sorry, but I I do have to go pretty soon because I am recording this as my son is sleeping. It is a Sunday and uh, we're packing to move (laughs) on Tuesday, which I don't know if there's anything, there's more of a displaced feeling than moving. And and you just, you go and you're like, well, how many ketchup packets do I really have in this world? And how many fucking Sharpies do we own? Like I've, I've just thrown away bags of Sharpies. Um, it's amazing how much stuff you, we just moved here and now we're moving again. Uh, Uh, hopefully this next move is for like the next 10 or 15 years. Um, cause I don't want to do this shit again. So we're going through all of our stuff. Uh, my husband comes home today off the road. Thank Christ. Oh, my son is starting to throw tantrums. He's at that age where uh, it's just, I can tell he's so frustrated. He wants to walk. He wants to. He doesn't want to sit in the high chair. He does, you know. I get it. I don't get it, but I get it. I'm trying to be empathetic, but it's hard not to take your child's tantrums personally. <laughs> like I used to, I used to watch moms like lose their shit on their kids in grocery stores when their kids would throw tantrums. Or like, I remember I'd watch um, parents in restaurants giving their kids iPads to just occupy them during the meal, and I remember judging and being like, "God, you guys are just." God, what bad parents. Like, can't you be more conscious? Conscious? Can't you just consciously parent? Can't you be present? <laughs> and then you become a parent. And you're like, oh, this is just survival, dude. I am just in the trenches. I'm in the fucking trenches every day. I'm just trying to just trying to live through another day of this kid's life, you know? <laughs> Especially when my husband's gone. It's just me. I'm a single I'm a single mom, like, you know maybe right nowadays, like 70% of the time, cause he's been on the road a lot and, uh, God damn That's the hardest when you're just like, dear God, help, just help me through today. Lord, Lord Jesus. Oh Lord. <laughs> Why do I sound like Medea? <sighs> Fuck. Some days, and I'll tell you what, I, you know, I'm learning not to be a perfect mom and, um, it's really hard because I, I'm really trying to not do to my kid what was done to me. And that takes a lot of psychic energy to, to undo, you know, mommy and daddy stuff that I have. Um, and part of that is like, I become a perfectionist cause I'm like, well, I'm going to be a perfect mom. And that way I won't, I won't pass on any of this negative crap that I have to deal with. And he won't be anxious or depressed and he won't have the same neuroses that I have. It's going to be great. Uh, but in doing that, I find myself like trying to be perfect you know, stuff like, well, he's, he's got to wear uh, pants and shirt and socks and the thing before he goes to bed. And he's got to have, um, uh, you know, organic peas that I've pureed lovingly and fruit that I'm going to puree fresh. He's not going to eat out of jars. And uh, I'm going to try to, 
I want to go to baby school with him so he can get a head start. But it's exhausting. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted trying to be uh, good at this. So I'm sorry. I'm exhausted trying to be perfect at this. So my shrink told me to just be good enough. Be good enough. And I don't even know what that means because in my mind, I'm just doing stuff as well as I can. So I'm going to try to figure out what good enough means. And I I don't know what that means because to me that sounds lazy, doesn't it? Like, you know what fucking kills me is when people are like, well, they did the best they could. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Because if they were doing the best they could, they would have done fucking better. (laughs) You know what I mean? When you hear that about like shitty parenting, like, well, they just did the best they could. And that's, it is true. Like they are doing the best that they're capable of doing. That should be actually what the phrase is. You're doing the best you are personally capable of in your dumb fucking mind. Oh, I got an email, guys. Um, so I'm trying not to be a perfect mom. What I, and part of that is letting go. So what I did the other day, cause he's fighting me so hard on diaper changes right now. Like he just starts rolling like a crocodile, you know, when they go into death rolls to like kill their prey, my kid goes into death rolls every time I try to fucking diaper him or like put pants on him. So the other day I was like, fuck it, dude, you're just, you're not wearing pants today. And I just let him run around in diaper <laughs> just like a fucking white trash baby that he is. Cause I can't, can't do it all the time. Oh, and then he ate out of a jar the other day. I was like, well, I can't, I can't pouch, pouch food, man. Fuck it. Uh, not all the time, but some days. And what I've started doing too is like around the end of the day when he's extra cranky, you know, that fucking magic hour that little kids have right before bed where he's just climbing the walls cause he's so tired. Um, I just put on TV now. <laughs> I put on like kid friendly shit, right? Like Shrek in the background just to, just to fill the space for an hour. You know, when you spend all day with your kid, you're like, all right, I got to fucking, I, I got to fill the space a little. I, I can't be present all the time. Mom, mom needs a break uh, mentally from what the fuck is happening right now. Can't, I can't be a giver all the time, guys. Can't be a giver. And I stopped feeling guilty about taking time away from my kid. I think I was really racked with mommy guilt in the beginning, like, oh, I can't, I, he's just not, he's, I need to be in charge of his development all the time. I'm like, nah, let someone else do this for a few hours a day. I, I can't fucking, all right. Oh, I see him moving. All right, I got the monitor on. I see the kiddo moving. It's time to go. Um, anyways, guys, I hope this episode has been helpful. Um, try not to panic too much, but on the other hand, let's, let's stay vigilant. Mommy's mommies and bros um because the the times they have changed they have a changed is what i'm trying to say um there we go let me try to find the exit song oh yeah yeah i'm really sick of this fucking computer i'm over it fucking oh god damn it i just did the same thing again do you love when you do something wrong on your computer like you push the wrong buttons and then you do the exact same thing i do the exact same thing about five more times until i figure out that that's not working all right this is it um thank you for listening thank you for downloading uh email me that's zebro podcast at gmail.com unless it's to tell me to shut up about politics um and tell me that comedians don't have opinions about things which is fucking retarded because that's our job is to reflect what's happening in society people don't fucking tell me don't even try 
Don't even. Don't even. I'm just kidding. You can write me whatever the fuck you want. Who cares? That's Deep Row Podcast at gmail.com. Come see me live. I'll be in uh, Washington, D.C., December 9th and 10th at the D.C. Improv. And uh, yeah, guys, stay black, stay transgendered, stay female, stay Muslim, and let's fucking fight the power. All right. (laughs) Bye. Now what? Philosophize with philosophize with It's Christina P, a.k.a. Miss Jeans. This ain't your mom's house. It's a different theme. Gotta be critically thinking. Like you caught up at a cocktail party. Our thoughts start to sink in. John Locke, or was it Socrates? Aristotle or Plato, maybe Hippocrates. Got us talking all properly, topically. Just a comedian discussing these philosophies. Serious questions, silly people. What's that? That's tea, bro. It is the ultimate metaphor for life, and you know what that is? What? That's deep, bro. That's deep, bro.